Hey guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. Another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Rafi Dekranian, the co-founder and CMO of SIPI. Uh, they are the region's first digital platform empowering the speciality coffee community to compete against the mainstream players. Rafi's got 13 years experience at retail and serial entrepreneur. He also heads uh, the marketing of Greenhouse, which is Shaloub Group's space for innovation and entrepreneurship. So Sippy Beans is the UAE's biggest multi-brand marketplace connecting coffee enthusiasts with the best roasters in town. Today on the show we'll be talking about their story, how Rafi came up with the idea and the challenges and opportunities in the coffee industry and what the future has to hold. So good morning Rafi. Good morning. Thanks for joining. My pleasure having been here. So uh, tell us all about Sippy. All right, well, it's, a, it's a bit <laughs> of a long story. So. I would say about five or six years ago, uh, my partner and I, um, we met in, uh, in Spain where I was doing my MBA. We saw an uh, incredible opportunity in the specialty market space. And for those that don't know what specialty coffee is, specialty coffee is, let's say, the creme de la creme of coffee. It, it's not um, a marketing term, as a lot of people think it's a marketing term, but it's really a certification. So um, if a roaster wants to be um, deemed a specialty, they actually need to send samples to the SEA, which is the specialty coffee association of the world i used to be in the states but now it's more global um, and they'll okay. give you a q rating so any coffee that's rated above 80 in the q rating it can be uh, sold or marketed as specialty so um, about five or six years ago we saw a few notable uh, cafes pop up really selling high quality coffee and bringing that experience to uh, the end user um, and this has a lot to do with the brewing methods, um, not just the roasting process of coffee, but the brewing methods and how the baristas interact with the people. Like it's a lot more of an engagement and a conversation about how coffee is brewed rather than just a grab and go. Okay. So we saw this opportunity in the market, um, especially here, and we thought to ourselves, hey, uh, you know what? This could be an interesting business idea that we can we can take on. Um, and what is really the pain point? What's actually happening to these cafes? Uh, because you know your your big names, uh, and I'm not going to mention any big uh, big chains out there. Really have the marketing dollars, they have the brand equity, so they're really sucking all the traffic. And we we saw that these independent cafes are really uh, really care about the quality and and the um, the supply chain between you know farmer down to the co the coffee cup. So um, our initial product was a mobile application that allowed users to find all these independent specialty cafes all throughout the UAE. So direct to consumer. I, I consumer platform it's a consumer platform mm. that really tackled a couple of issues so the first issue is where do I find artisanal specialty coffee where I can actually learn and drink and experience really the best coffee that the UA has to offer mm. at the same time specialty coffee because of the process of sourcing and the supply chain it is a lot more expensive. Uh, we're talking uh, for a regular cup of coffee costs you anyway between 16 to 18 dirhams. Now you're paying uh, 25 up to 30 or up to 35. Mm. So we really needed to kind of bridge that gap in pricing. So we decided to put together a digital wallet. And at the time, this is happening about four to five years ago, digital payments weren't really um, uh, so strong in the, in the UAE. So this uh, mobile payment solution was done in a way where you would top up 
uh, your digital wallet within the app and then you can go to any cafe uh, and redeem uh, the money that you have in the wallet so it was agnostic to um, or it wasn't really focused on a brand or a branch it really liberated the user to go to any cafe so think of it as almost like a loyalty but it was independent you could go anywhere mm. our really our unicorn vision was to go global imagine going from london to dubai being able to use the same app find the same cafe mm. use your uh, stored currency um, and buy coffee the cool part about topping up is anytime you would top up it would give you free credit so the more money you would put in the more free money we would give you mm. and that was kind of how the loyalty uh worked yeah um so that was kind of our, our first product yeah. um and um it was it was an incredible journey because it was it was the first time uh, my co-founder and i had actually built a mobile application yeah so that's how we started and that was kind of the birth of sippy amazing it sounds super innovative but as you explained it so well i wondered why there wouldn't have been one already in terms of we've got uh, loyalty apps and we've got ways to travel the world for boutique luxury hotels rather than the big chains why don't we have something for cafes and coffee <laughs> so, so it's a good idea so one thing that we always look at as, as entrepreneurs is um, what are the pain points in a, in a, in a certain geographic and, and are there any solutions to the pain point in our geographic so when we started doing our research we found one or two of these players one in London and one in New York that were doing something very similar mm. so um, this is where we got the inspiration we tweaked the business model their business model was a little bit different um, we obviously had to tailor it to our region um, and the way we built it, and I think this is this is something that is is key in in success and building any business, but especially a startup, is we worked together with the cafes at hand to really understand what their pain points are. So in a nutshell, I explain what Sippy Bean is, but the inner workings and everything that came as user experience uh, or our user interface really came with the feedback of the um, of the cafes because at the end of the day, we're solving their problem, mm. and of course, we did a lot of primary and secondary research with users of the app to understand what their pain points are. Mm. And the way we saw it is we can, if we can solve both the cafe's pain point and the user's pain point, we have a win-win situation, everybody's happy and everybody is. But nobody expected COVID and that's where the <laughs> second chapter of Sippy comes in. Okay, please. Um, so obviously um, our job was to convert digital traffic offline, right? Mm. We were finding all these coffee enthusiasts through performance marketing, etc., um, and telling them, download the app, find the nearest cafe, go and have fun. Uh, obviously, all the cafes shut down. Users decided, to, you know, I'm going to stay at home. It's dangerous yeah. outside. So our business was at risk of closing down because usability dropped immediately almost. So um, as any entrepreneur, as any startup, we look at how we can pivot, right? The keyword is pivot. Um, because we had been in industries for so long and we actually had some good equity with the full supply chain of coffee. When, when, when did Sippy originally launch? Uh, so we launched originally in 2000. Okay, beta was in 2016. 2017 is when we actually launched. Okay, so you were well established before COVID. It wasn't just be a 100%. few months before. Yeah, yeah exactly. And we were doing quite well. We, mm. we had built our equity in the community. Um, but none of that mattered once once COVID hit. Uh, so in uh, 2020, last year, we we started uh, feeling the pain and said, okay, what can we do to uh, to continue to survive? Um, and what are the other pain points that are happening in the supply chain? Coffee. So since we had already um, had such great connections with the roaster community as well, we kind of peeked into their issues and we found out that a lot of them weren't really digitally uh, ready to um, to sort of 
B2C customers. They had well-established B2B, so a roaster uh, could go to any cafe and sell their uh, beans at wholesale. But nobody was really tackling, or very few players were really tackling the B2C side. And this is where we said, okay, so how can we empower these guys who, what is our skill set um, in, in providing value to the roaster? So this is where we decided to launch um, an e-commerce platform that's really a marketplace where uh, local, and well, we've diversified now, but mainly local uh, roasters, UOE roasters can plug in and sell their uh, roasted beans to uh, to consumers. Mm. Um, so we have, at the moment, we're very proud to say we've got the, the largest specialty um, cafe marketplace in the UAE, and hopefully soon we might actually be the biggest in the world. Um, Amazing. So we're very, very happy about that. But this was kind of the pivotal moment where we said, let's move focus away from the app and look into this e-commerce marketplace where we empower uh, the specialty coffee community from a roaster's perspective yeah. and make sure that people can be at-home baristas. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it's amazing. It, it actually, it's still, as you started off helping consumers finding these places, then uh, the interesting point about our behavior shift during COVID was that we wanted to cook more, we wanted to do things at home, and we obviously wanted the right beans, <laughs> coffee beans Precisely. and things like that. So it, it seems like a good fit, not a, not a drastic pivot. And It yeah. was something that we were looking at for a long time. And uh, just because we, we eventually want to be, you know, every part of the puzzle in that supply chain. So when I mean that, we're really talking from the farmer uh, all the way to the down of the, of the cup of coffee. One of the things that we wanted to achieve with the initial product of the app is once we have um, our network of, and today we have over 600 specialty cafes in the UAE, and mm. we started 2016 with maybe 16. Really? So the, the really growth grown. has been insane. But what we wanted to do is because all these guys are more or less independent, we wanted to create this network together to house it under one roof. So if there was any commodity items that needed to be bought, such as you know, coffee cups or packaging, whatever the case is, we could be a broker for them. That way they can get the MOQs that a you know a big chain would go where they have you know a thousand locations so they can really you know dictate the price of that commodity yeah. item such as a paper cup while a small mom and pop shop doesn't really have that capacity doesn't have the volume but if you combine everybody together then we can negotiate together and get those prices down Amazing. for everyone so this was the idea yeah can you just explain a little bit more and I'm, there's probably not uh, lines in the sand of uh, what's the difference but a speciality coffee and then an independent are they in your terminology is that the same thing or that's uh, so a very good question um yes and no the the, the simple answer is yes and no the, the complicated answer is um you can be an independent cafe so you can go and open a coffee shop but you don't have to necessarily serve specialty coffee so sure. you can go to a, a big name and i'm going to throw a couple of names out there such as let's say lavazza or illy which are which is great coffee but it's not up to the standards of specialty it doesn't hit the same q rating um, and that's so independent fun. stores serve those products yes they yes. can yeah. now if you want to be a specialty cafe um this is where you start reaching out to international but most likely local specialty roasters who have the certification um, and once you do that once you tap into a roaster that is specialty they don't just send you the beans and say good luck they bring in uh, their staff they train your staff the baristas in the cafe they calibrate the machines so the espresso machines which need to be calibrated twice a day in order to hit consistency so it gets a little bit crazy yeah it, it can get really crazy actually um, <laughs> so it's, it's really interesting but they ensure uh, that the quality of the coffee that's being served 
doesn't damage their brand equity as well, the roaster's brand equity. So they ensure that whatever the cafe is serving is up to their standards as well. I have a, a very uh, interesting story. I won't name any names again. Um, but... it's, it's, it's possible we can we can chat. No problem. Naming okay. names, you're part um, of the ecosystem. The, the ecosystem is a, is a, is a very <laughs> funny a very place, but the, 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 the sentiment is still there. So uh, we, we're partners with, obviously, a lot of roasters, and uh, we're discussing with one of them, and a cafe had an event uh, somewhere, and they really needed beans for this event. It was something a little bit ad hoc. So they went to their specialty roaster and said, I really need this particular bean from this particular origin, let's say, of Brazil, okay. um, ASAP. And they said, well, we had just roasted our batch, um, and when you roast coffee, you can't sell it immediately. You can't drink it immediately. You need to let it settle a bit. And that's usually a one to two week process. So they just roasted a batch and said, I'll take it. They said, sorry, we, we can't sell it to you. We'd love to sell it to you. But because our quality standards are so high, I can't. You have to come back in two weeks. But my event is tomorrow. Sorry, this particular wow. bean, I cannot sell it. I can sell you something else that's ready to go, but this one I can't. So just to show how strict and stringent the rules are and ensuring that there's a, a high quality of standard within the roasters community. So it's an incredible, incredible um, uh, industry uh, that really takes the coffee very seriously. And you can taste it. Amazing. So I do. I really want to ask more about the industry here because there's amazing stats and it's grown a lot. But just focusing a little bit more on Sippy. So Sippy Beans now is a web-based marketplace. Correct. Uh, so as a consumer, I can do two things. I can go onto Sippy and the app. I can find speciality coffee uh, cafes this weekend, and then uh, if I want to buy uh, beans for for home for home brew, I can. Uh, also go on the marketplace and purchase it and you'll deliver directly correct so okay. the beans so we've got two uh, two products the CP app cafe which helps you find specialty cafes uh, and sippy beans which is our marketplace now what we're trying to build with both those products is hopefully soon what we call a super app that combines both which mm. would be phenomenal um, we have also just uh, launched our sippy app uh, sippy beans app which is on the iOS store at the moment, um, which is something that our, our users have been asking for. Um, e-commerce is great in general, uh, and a lot of e-commerce players, uh, when they build their e-commerce um, portals or e-commerce websites, they build them very much with a desktop experience. But we all know it's all about mobile experience. So even though you can replicate your e-commerce experience on mobile, apps are really the way to really give the user an experience. And this is where we decided to go ahead and build a app, uh, which is the Sippy Beans app, uh, which we're super proud of. This is this is our second app, and hopefully both the Cafe app and the Beans app can merge into one um, to do something where I'd, I'd love. I'd, this is kind of like my, my magical moment. Imagine walking into a cafe, having a cup of coffee, because you found it via the Sippy Cafe app, and, uh, and going, man, this is really good coffee. I wish I could make this at home. What coffee do they serve? Oh, the app tells me what coffee that they serve with two clicks. I can order that coffee. Yeah. And vice versa. I've been ordering this uh, coffee for a long time. I've been making it at home. I wonder if there's a cafe that serves it if I want to go out and have the same experience from home in the cafe. Same thing. We'll be able to find pretty much push in both directions. Amazing. To, to, so yeah. that's kind of our, uh, let's say, midterm unicorn vision. Our, yeah. our unicorn version and the future is a lot bigger. And we can touch up on that. <laughs> but um, yes, so today... We help you find specialty cafes throughout the UAE, and at the same time, we help you 
find the best coffee for you can make at home. Okay. We one thing to to note is we do grind, which is important. Um, and if you do have any questions, we have coffee experts within the team. So if you're uncertain about a particular coffee, a particular origin, or how to brew, we can definitely help you with that. We we put um, in our packaging we put uh, brew uh, recipes. Yeah. Uh, just so we can kind of guide you as to how to get the best experience out of the beans. That you Interesting. Buy. And and Sippy, you mentioned unicorns, so there must be uh, like obviously kind of plans for expansion but uh focusing on on how it started and you're part of the greenhouse which is uh, is it an incubator by Shalhoub? Or? so the greenhouse is uh Shalhoub space for innovation and entrepreneurship um and that was born uh, a couple of years ago more or less in parallels to when Sippy was uh was you know starting to do some of his beta beta testing the group has been extremely generous and kind enough to incubate us into their uh, incubator no pun intended there yeah um and and really kind of help us grow out um this is a place where uh, mentors from every part of the let's say business value chain do get involved and they help us with pricing they help us with data management and true data like data science yeah um, they help us with a lot of these things that startups do need and they have been really the stepping stone and the catalyst for us to launch um the expertise is great they've also invested um, with us which has helped us uh, great and then uh, of course they're part of our board of directors so they're very much involved in the process um, in a very more non-strategic way because the group is not heavily invested into F&B and so this is a bit of a diversification for them but still they, they support uh, they support startups uh, mm. through and through so amazing we're very very uh, lucky to be part of them and um, and so that's a, it's an incubator it's a co-working space it's in D3 you can use that as a facility. Are you one of the more advanced uh, success stories from that project? Um, so, uh, just to kind of redefine yeah. the greenhouse. So, the greenhouse is 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 um, an office at the end of the day for the group. So, Iptikar, uh, which is the internal incubator that we just discussed, is for internal employees only. Hmm. Um, so, not really a co-working space, unfortunately. Although we have opened it up to the public a few times for a couple of fun events. Yeah. Um, so, that being said, are we one of the most successful? Surprisingly, not. We've, there's a couple of other startups in there that are that are that are doing great. Uh, we're and we're all very close together, right? So we learn more from another, and that's that's the beauty of the incubator. Like success stories are through and through. They're everywhere, and we love to learn from one another. So whether it's in tech, whether it's in business modeling, whether it's in suppliers, uh, it's something that happens on a daily basis. And we're super super happy mm. to be to be with other founders. Some more successful, some some less, but the learning mm. is all there. Great, amazing. Um, it sounds like a very good project, uh, but it is a separate entity. Sippy is a separate entity, and you can go out and raise funds elsewhere and everything that like correct. that. Yes. Okay, amazing. So let's talk about the the uh, in the ecosystem scene here yeah. in co the coffee scene in Dubai. Uh, are, you know, what, what, how would you describe it to people who? Uh, aren't familiar with Dubai. Uh, so I think, and I've, I think that I've oversaid this many, many times, but Dubai is a coffee capital without knowing it's a coffee capital. Um, there's a lot of coffee capitals around the world and, and you know, London would be one, um, Sydney would be another, uh, Singapore, Hong Kong, Tokyo, uh, New York, LA. So you have these hubs, right, uh, where specialty coffee really thrives and lives. And Dubai is one of them but it's not really something that we communicate. So this is kind of something that we're very proud of to be part of this community, to be a catalyst of the community to say, hey, Dubai 
not just Dubai, the UAE in general has so many fantastic specialty cafes to the extent where, yes, you can call it a coffee capital. Um, the scene is phenomenal. There are so many passionate people here um, trying to uh, really push the, the specialty coffee agenda, as I like to call it. Um, there is an arm of the SCA here that, uh, that really helps with this. There's coffee events that happen all the time. There's, there's a lot of um, competition that happen. Um, there's the Aeropress competition, which is quite, uh, quite popular, which is a special way of brewing coffee. Um, the community comes together and everybody brings, it's crazy. So baristas will bring their own water, that's been filtered. They'll they'll bring their own hand grinders. Uh, they really take it seriously. So it becomes yeah. really really crazy, and you can see it's almost like a, it's like a football match, it's like the Euro. You know, uh, people are cheering, uh, <laughs> and then you have the judges uh, and some of the some of the core members of the community kind of judging competition. That yeah. you can see them like all in a table, just tasting coffee and ranking, and and, and the winners and, and and the prizes are quite substantial. Uh, people get flown to uh, to uh, to Australia to get trained by some master baristas, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So the community is thriving. Obviously, COVID did give us a bit of a a nudge, so things kind of slowed down. But you could see coffee culture starting to kind of kick back in into gear. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, some some cafes have closed, but other ones are opening. So um, pre-pandemic, I think we were almost going to hit closer to seven or eight hundred specialty cafes. Um, at least that's what was what was in the pipeline. So very much thriving um, and a lot of roasteries also popping up so cafes is just one part of the equation the roasters are the other so um, and they're from all over from Ajman, from Sharjah from from Abu Dhabi from Alain uh, from Fujairah there's an amazing array of, of roasters everybody has their own way of roasting up their own recipe so the discoverability of coffee is absolutely insane I mean just on our platform we have probably over 400 different types of coffee ranging from uh, you know moderate pricing you know to to coffee that cost upwards of three four hundred dirhams just for uh, 200 grams wow. um, and so you know wow. when you when you buy those you really know how well, <laughs> you have to know what you're doing because you know it's like five there. cups of coffee um, so it is an absolutely incredible vibe. Wow. So if anybody has a chance to go to a competition or see what's happening out there, uh, I would really, really encourage them to because it's just you get once you get pulled into it, you really get pulled into it. You kind of become a <laughs> fanatic. And uh, and Brand Dubai get behind it as well. And I've seen that they've heroed people and brought them on trips in, in Netherlands and things like that. Specialty roasters, winners, and yeah. yeah. So and that's the thing. So. The specialty community, even though there's hubs, again, it's very much connected worldwide. So we have partners that not only roast for the UAE, but they roast for partners in mm. Canada and in the US and in South America. So it's very much like this. What we try, we're trying to do is really educate the user as to the value chain and really say, uh, why is good coffee good? What is good coffee? How do you know if coffee is good? Um, what is bad coffee? Because the palate um, tends to start off with bad coffee and everybody kind of goes through their journey. And, <laughs> and I'll tell you about mine in a little bit, which is a little embarrassing, but I think everybody goes through. But, tell us. The uh, okay, yeah. I'll jump into it. So how I got into coffee. So how did Rafi get into coffee? So um, when I was studying in, in Madrid, um, you know, we would go to your local breakfast spot and you have a cafe con leche, which is really like, powdered coffee with if you're lucky real milk and that was and to me that was like oh my god this is great this is the best thing in the world i wake up 
And then somebody says, ah, let's go to a good coffee shop. I'm like, what's a good coffee shop? So you go to, you know, a chain, a popular chain, Starbucks, Costa, Caribou, you name it. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this is this is great coffee. They're like, yes, everybody drinks this. This is popular. This is good coffee. Um, <laughs> and then and then you go. So how do I make good coffee at home? So you go to the grocery store and you pick yourself up, uh, you know, and some coffee. So you start going through the brands. You go to some of the premium brands. You start drinking Davidoff, for example, and you're like, man, now I really hit it. I know what good coffee <laughs> is. And then Nespresso comes along and says, hold the phone. We've got something better for you. If you want really quick, convenient espresso that tastes great, uh, this is this is the place for you. Yes, it's a premium pricing, but it's also a premium product. So now you have an espresso machine. You're buying all the capsules from all the origins, and and you are you think you really know your coffee. And then a friend tells you, forget all that. Let me take you to a real coffee shop and then take you to a specialty coffee shop. And this is where the barista starts to explain how they need to weigh each uh, uh, round of coffee. So if you're drinking, let's say. Um, a V60 or a Siphon or an Aeropress, which are terms that, you know, at first you're like, what? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> what and, is this? and when you see the actual contraption, you think you're in a lab because it does look like you're going to start, you know, doing a chemistry experiment. Yeah. Um, so they get, uh, you get the barista to measure out, you know, uh, 18, 19, 15 grams of coffee. They fine-tune the grinder for this specific coffee, for this specific method. Uh, they brew the water at a specific temperature. Yes, the water has to have a specific TD a measurement to make sure that it's not too hard, not too soft, there's enough minerals, just so you can get the best experience. And then they'll start getting into the ratios and the timing that you need to extract this coffee in order to really pull its flavor. And if they don't like it the first time around, they throw the whole thing and brew it again with a different recipe in order to give you the best experience. Okay. And you get introduced to that, your eyes just kind of pop out of your socket because you're like, what is this? <laughs> and you start drinking it and you start understanding. Obviously, getting the palate to really start picking up those fine notes. Uh, because when you read on a coffee description, it's going to say caramel, strawberry, orange, and all these things. And you're like, am I supposed to taste that? Or how does it work? And these are things that you start to get the hint over time and understand the complexity of flavor. Okay. And But it's an, it's an absolutely incredible journey. And I went through it. And I'm embarrassed to have said that <laughs> I have drank all the other types of coffee. But we all need to start somewhere yeah. in order to appreciate what we're drinking today. And you, you, that, you discovered that in Spain and then throughout and then back throughout, here. Throughout. So every single time I travel, I try to find an specialty coffee shop. But like I started in Spain drinking Café con Leche. Uh, I was in Greece drinking uh, you know, Greek coffee or Turkish coffee, as people know it. And I thought that was the greatest thing. And, and then I moved to Dubai, got myself an espresso machine and a little bit of Davidoff and some coffee. And then yeah. somebody took me to a local specialty coffee Amazing. shop. And I was like... Wow. So, you know, going from, you mentioned earlier, say 16 or so specialty coffees to 600, um, when we see food trends uh, in different countries, we say, oh, that's just a food trend. But when, when it's here and it comes so sudden in the last few years, I wonder what's the catalyst? Is it the roasteries? Is it, uh, what is it? How, how did that happen? So I have a hypothesis, um, and I think there's a couple of factors that play into 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 answering your question. Um, I think first is Dubai is a, is a city of transit. People fly from here to here all the time. So a lot of cross-pollination of knowledge comes across. So a lot of 
uh, the local residents, when they travel, they're seeking experiences. And today more so than before, right? So coffee is one of those experiences. When people travel, um, they're always going to say, where is the nearest uh, coffee shop? That's, that's a good coffee shop next to me. A lot of people are starting to move a little bit away from the chains and really trying to find those, you know, F&B experiences and coffee is one of them. So I think one of my, uh, my, my hypothesis is that gets got brought into Dubai. And when you travel and you see what coffee looks like elsewhere, you want to bring that experience here and showcase it to, uh, to the UAE. Um, and I think that is one part of the catalyst. Um, another part of the catalyst is, mm. again, people are seeking experiences um, and again, moving away from the chain. So, uh, the palette and the sophistication and the experience, it really uh, kind of helps, especially the coffee community. It's, it's what we call retail tainment. It's not just a grab and go. It's not, it's a, a sit down and experience. Uh, so I think that's one other aspect of the industry um, that has had a positive effect uh, for coffee to grow so rapidly. Uh, DMCC is something that we need to mention as well. It's an entity set by, by, by the government to really help uh, uh, roasters roast locally uh, with a lot of a mm. lot a more ease than it used to be before. Um, so that is another huge color. So a lot of the roasters that we work for are based out of the MCC and, and, and have excellent excellent coffee. Um, so those are three key factors that kind of come top of my head when it comes to why are we here and what happened in the past uh, mm. you know four to five years in the in the specialty cafe community. And I think it's it's something that. Um, is absolutely wonderful. I mean, we kind of saw it, and this is why we kind of we launched our star because we saw that there was an inkling that this will grow because we saw the popularity of the ones that had already started. Yes, yeah. the ones that had already started four or five years ago are now behemoths in the industry. They're very popular, but they they haven't stopped refining or improving their offer yeah. and the taste of their coffee. The same like way. maybe so Tom and Serge, Common Grands, Bull and Rue, or Arabica or these ones? Um, yes, th those are, I mean, those are some more honorable mentions that we like to call, but there's just, there's so, just many. so many. And you won't, uh, I will. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want <laughs> to mention any of No, that's fair enough. Yeah. It's just really, this is, yeah, but, and, but, you know, talking about the roastery part, I thought it was fascinating because I don't think everyone would know that that sort of process you described happens within the UAE. Oh, very much so, and it, 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 it's, it's exploding. So there's a, there's a couple of different business models that happen within the roasting community. Um, so one is you want to open your own roastery, you know, first you need a master roaster because that comes with a lot of experience. You can't just pick up roasting. Yes, you could technically roast at home. You, you get a pan, you get some green beans, uh, you, uh, or you get a popcorn machine. That's another way of roasting, <laughs> roasting coffee. And you roast it in a pan, and then yes, you can grind it and drink it. Um, or it works. It works. Have you tried it? I have not. Um, <laughs> don't write, don't do this at home. Yeah, no, don't do this at home. But try. No, I'm just joking. Um, it's uh, it's so that's. I mean, and a lot of people still do this in uh, in, in Africa, in Ethiopia, yeah. in Eritrea, and and and, uh, and that that kind of uh, eastern coast of Africa, wow. uh, northeastern coast. A lot of people still roast like this, uh, kind of you know the old grandma grandpa way, right? Yeah. Um, so what? So yes. Yeah, so you can start. You know, you can open your roaster you buy yourself a roaster and you start roasting um, and you know you need to source your green beans 
where are you going to source your green beans for? Are you going to fly all the way to Colombia, Brazil, uh, Vietnam, for example, or are you going to find a broker? Most likely going to find a local broker that works with another broker in Europe who's going to source the green beans for you. Or if you really um, care about the quality of coffee, you are going to go to the farm in Colombia, for example, find that one farm that you know knows exactly how to uh, grow their coffee when to pick their coffee and you're going to get a probably a small micro batch and bring that and okay. start roasting or what you could do is say i want to open my uh, my uh, own roaster brand i'll partner with somebody that's good at roasting i'll source the green beans because i can source really good green beans mm. and i will then give them to somebody that knows how to roast so i don't have to invest in the equipment um and and all of that you know very very tricky way of roasting coffee so you could do that so there's a couple of different models and because these have become a little bit more popular all these ways of roasting the roasting community has also kind of grown so the you, you see brands popping up uh, every mm. day and they're all specialties so they're all really care about the quality of the coffee um and then once you get into the branding and the packaging and it becomes so much more exciting it's like you know it's kind of like blank sneakers it, it, yeah you, you go into get really into it, it it's, yeah you really really get into it so um that has lent itself uh well especially during the uh the last few months in the last 12 months or 18 months or so we've seen a, a huge uptick mm. of of roasters pot kind of popping in um and the more the merrier to be to be honest because there's just so much to experience wow so of the independent cafes here who have speciality coffee what would the percentage be of those who work with homegrown roasteries uh, obviously not grown beans but home home prepared uh, roasteries versus imported uh, coffee um, from so if I were to take this especially coffee community as well I would say it's probably very close to 80 to 90 percent a lot of the specialty cafes here use local roasters for Brilliant. many reasons first support local of course hundred percent mm. second of all it's economies uh, of scale I mean if you're gonna start sourcing beans from international roasters you know, those import duties etc etc becomes a little bit more complicated for them um, but some people com combine both you can have so espresso is something that's a little bit more let's say quick and scalable while filter coffees v60s chemex siphons etc so things that take a little bit more um, let's say personal touch to them it takes I mean on average to, to do an espresso versus uh, a v60 v60 takes you upwards of 10 minutes if you take the whole process together because you have to you know measure grind brew etc etc bring bring to the customer that whole process is quite lengthy well an espresso is a little bit more fine-tuned and uh, cafes usually try to kind of put together an operational method that makes them go a little bit quicker when it comes to uh, the espresso um, so what some people do is say okay so my espresso i'll source from a local uh, roaster here because that's something that I'm always going to have and it's an always on and the consistency needs to be on but when it comes to filter coffee which is more the more experiential type of coffee this is where you can start playing with guest roasters mm. um, and a few cafes do that where they say okay for this month we're going to bring in a um, a, uh, a roaster from Japan or a roaster from Hong Kong or a roaster ah. from Germany etc etc um, and then they combine but I would say the majority a hundred percent the majority 80 percent of them uh, and 100 percent percent use uh, use local roasters which is which is great to see mm, amazing but is there a, is there a speciality distributor is there an equivalent of a lavaza who do speciality coffee or is it more that the local roasters have kind of been able to fill that demand um 
The latter, yes. The, the local rosters have been able to... There isn't one entity that can, kind of combines everything. I mean, we are that entity, but for the B2C side. Okay. Um, but as far as a B2B side where you go to one entity and you have an array to choose from, no. Usually cafes will um, do their own research, reach mm. out to uh, different roasters, do tasting, understand the pricing models, et cetera, et cetera, and see what they can offer. Um, and roasters have a lot of choice. Mm. You have a lot of roasters as well. So yeah. it could be a daunting task if you have to pick the right uh, roaster. Um, and it usually works with word of mouth. You ask your friend that has a cafe, who do you recommend, why, et cetera, okay. et cetera. Um, and it's really the roaster's, uh, roaster's job to, to, to ensure that they keep that consistency. Consistency is such a difficult thing to, uh, to do especially in specialty coffee, because the consumer expects if you're going to have one great cup of coffee, you want to have that same cup of coffee every day. Sure. And that's very difficult to do. And that's why okay. I said some cafes calibrate their espresso machines you know, twice or three times a day. Yeah. So they keep t tasting it on a daily basis. So okay. baristas uh, <laughs> drink a lot of coffee. Well, some don't, but uh, <laughs> some do. <laughs> some do. Well, Rafi, you, you're clearly uh, passionate about coffee and you know a lot about it, which always helps when you're building a, a business around it. Um, do you have a team around you? How, is the, how does Sippy run? I, I'm sure there must be tech experts and everything like that. So um, being a startup, we're a very <laughs> scrappy team. Uh, yes, we do have a, we have a great team ahead. We have a, a managing director, she's named Shizin. Uh, she's doing a fantastic job in, in just kind of managing the operations. We have a business development lead, we have obviously social media and content, uh, and we have obviously logistics, which is also an important role. Yeah. When it comes to tech, uh, you're looking at him. Um, wow. uh, I don't do, I don't do Everything. a lot of coding, of course. We outsource a lot of the help that we would need to, but we're, since we're in the fundraise, uh, fundraising round at the moment, we're looking to beef up our team and really take it to the next level. Mm. Um, again, our app that we've launched is really kind of like the first version. Um, and that and building an app, uh, I think I don't know. I'm not I'm sure, sure if people assume that's easy. Definitely isn't. Even is not. Even if somebody else is doing it for you, uh, there is a lot to take into consideration. So that's what I'm saying. Our first iteration of the app is just a kind of our first go at it. We are seeking a lot of feedback from our end users to really make it better. But uh, yeah, this is the team, and obviously my co-founder who is in Russia does a lot of the data analytics behind. Hmm. Uh, what's doing well, what's not doing well, BD, uh, et cetera, et cetera. He's unfortunately not in the UAE. He lives in, uh, he lives in Moscow. Mm. Uh, but in today's day and age of yeah. teams, Flexible Zoom, working, uh, everything. Yeah, whatever. So yeah. it, it doesn't really make that huge of a difference. Amazing. Interesting. So uh, you're, you're raising at the moment, is that, uh, what would you do with that? Would you expand or what are your plans? Uh, you you kind of hit it right on, on the nail. Um, yes. So we, we want to um, first, uh, give a lot to the user that have been asking from a tech perspective and a user experience perspective, whether it's on the app or on our e-commerce. But the majority of, of that will go into expansion into Saudi Arabia. We see that as um, the, the next big market. There is uh, a similar simmer of specialty coffee that's happening there, and we're yeah. It's going to it's going to explode like explode like it's happening. UAE. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there aren't uh, many players or any players that are really tackling the B two C side. And this is where we see we see a great opportunity in moving in. Um, and of course, we need to localize the content, localize the experience. So it's not just 
copy paste into Saudi. It really needs to be something different. So we're looking to hire a team that will help us with that expansion. So not just hiring a team here locally, but also in Saudi Arabia, whether that's Jeddah or Riyadh. Mm. So we're very excited about that. We see a huge opportunity. And with some of the partnerships that are kind of brewing at the moment, um, as well I said in the beginning, we... Uh, no we pun intended, the, yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> we... Uh, we really have the opportunity to be the, the biggest global player when it comes to specialty coffee uh, marketplace from uh, to a user to a consumer perspective. Okay, so we're super excited about. Amazing. That. So it, it's global. Are you focusing on uh, the Middle East, or are you focusing here first? Because obviously, um, yeah, you've got an opportunity here. Yeah. So the opportunities here, one hundred percent. So uh, UAE is our MA market for the time being. We do ship throughout the GCC. What we've started to test, we also do ship to the United States. And some people go, well, how much is shipping to the United States? And, and I will tell you honestly, it's very expensive. Mm. So if you buy yourself a bag of coffee that, let's say, is 80 dirhams, yes, it will cost you 70 dirhams to ship it. So some people ask, well, why would I do that? So the way we position it is saying, this is not for the people that are, let's say, conscious about the money they spend on coffee. These are for the people that are looking for something exclusive. because you know, most of the brands that we have on our platform are not available in the U.S. And those are really for the connoisseurs, the people that look for something, an extreme experience that they haven't, they're not going to be able to get there. And these are the types of people that are buying from us. And surprisingly, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of great customers out of the United States that really are just trying every single local UAE roaster ah. in the States. So it's wonderful to see. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Like, if people want things from a certain place, they'll pay the premium to get it. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I think anybody would, depending if you're passionate yeah. about something. That's something that we see, and uh, it, it's, we're testing and we're testing the waters. But, as well. but from the from the first app, the coffee, the cafes are here. They're not yes. as in I I won't land in Copenhagen and pull out my Sippy app and. Not today, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. No, but not today. Is this part of the unicorn idea? That is 100%. So for us, being global is extremely important. Um, it's funny because at our, let's say, heyday, when before the pandemic, we were getting a lot of interest from Australia for some reason that really people wanted to be, become part of hmm. board it. Honestly, the way we've built the model, the way cafes plug into it, it's so easy. You yeah. can plug in from anywhere in the world. You could be on the moon. And we can make it happen for you. Um, it's just it, it's it's just unfortunate at the moment that we are focusing on the uh, CP beans model a little bit more today because that one is is generating quite a lot of traction for us. Mm. And with this next round of funding, we'll start we're looking at both products and here we can make one cohesive one. The super app I was discussing earlier because we we don't want the users to have two different experiences, two different journeys. We really want to Makes merge sense. into one yeah. that's cohesive. Um, that comes with a lot more perks. I mean, today on our Sippy Beans app, we have loyalty. So if you buy 10 bags of coffee, you get a free gift from us, most likely coffee. Um, uh, we yeah. have some sub subscription models that we're going to be testing as well. But we really want to see how the Cafe app and the, the Beans app play together mm. in a cohesive way that it makes sense for both user journeys. Mm. You might only want to buy coffee at home. Uh, so the Beans, uh, the Cafe app shouldn't really kind of 
dilute that experience mm. and vice versa. But if you're looking for both, then you should click together, mm. which is a, a bit of a tricky uh, exercise to do. Um, and obviously it takes a little bit of time and, and uh, as anything else, money. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But, and so the business model, obviously on the e-commerce side, it, you know, you, you will be the facilitator, so there'll be fees. And on the, uh, on the sippy of the original idea, what was the business model? It's very similar. It was a commission on every single cup of coffee sold. So the way we, uh, we approach this is we shouldn't get paid as, as a service provider unless we're adding tangible value to the cafe. So we told them, if we are responsible to, drink, to bring one customer to come to the cafe and purchase a cup of coffee using our app, this is where we've done our job but mm. if that doesn't happen oh it's because of the, to the the when you said you put money into it and top it up so correct. i can see how it's measured yeah exactly so this is how we measure it um and uh, and yes so that that was kind of the the, the the idea was to really prove that we're adding tangible value otherwise you know a lot of people can say i have a loyalty program uh, great awesome uh, yeah no that's that's not and that's why when i was discussing it earlier i said we built it with the cafe so the cafe said well i really need to know if you're actually doing your job or people are coming in because they're coming in and and they you know we we didn't want to take that credit away from mm. them a lot of cafes were um afraid that we're going to cannibalize their sellers so they said okay so you're going to come in and, and take x amount of percentage it's like no 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 this is actually an incremental uh, mm. injection into your total revenue when it comes to coffee. Mm. Uh, because a lot of cafes that we're talking for that time were very successful. So when they saw us coming in and taking a commission, they said, are you going to take my business? We're like, no, we're going to increase your business. And if we, if we don't, we don't get paid. Mm. Amazing. Um, that was the model. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, what's refreshing and what's different about uh, you, Rafi, and Sippy is that from an expansion story, you're looking at the Middle East, but also global. Some companies focus on this region, other companies are based in Dubai, but don't focus on this region, <laughs> you know, and they, they have global companies or whatever. So this is quite, a, you know, an early stage, interesting thesis of can you build something that works here, but also kind of expands globally. It's, a, it's an excellent point, actually, 100%. So um, we set off, and this is, this is our mantra, set off to really empower the local businesses here. We don't want to stop doing that once we expand and it's always going to be how do we empower the local independent players to compete against the big chains, mm. whether that's roasters or whether that's cafes. Um, and that's always going to be our mantra moving from country to country or city to city. But Dubai is really our home. We were born here. Um, the, Dubai has helped us grow. Uh, the consumer base here is excellent. They're passionate. They're, um, they're, they love to communicate with us. We, we have a lot of fun speaking to our customers and really understanding their pain points and trying to address them as best as we can. Hmm. Um, so obviously we are born in Dubai, but hopefully you know become a global citizen a bit. As Amazing. Well, as, as a proper Dubaian, I would say. <laughs> Positive note to finish on. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Pleasure. Ravi, for sharing the story of Sippy. And we'll, we'll download the app and we'll follow it in the future. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your time. And hopefully, um, you guys get some, to, find, to drink some good coffee. <laughs> Definitely. And we'll try it this weekend. Cool. Thanks, Fantastic. Ravi. Thank, thank you. you. That's it for another episode of Dubai Works. Thank you so much for listening. And please leave a review on the podcast platform that you're listening to. It really helps with organic searches. Also, if you'd like to appear on Dubai Works or know someone who has an inspiring business story in Dubai, please do get in touch on any of the smashy social platforms.